0: It's now time for the Giddy Up Hunters Club with Adam White. Adam White,
1: good morning to you. It's fair to say it's been a big week in football.
0: I'm just happy, Garrett, that we can start talking about games again after what we've been going through for the last uh, few days. Um, it feels like the, the whole Braden Maynard thing overshadowed uh, a weekend of terrific finals. I know, but that's the theory and the passion
1: about racing, I guess. That's why I'm not racing, why, why we love sport in a way um we had a we had a heated debate mm. regarding craig williams whether he should keep the ride and gear kick or not um i guess that's the emotion that sport can deliver from time to time and it was i've never seen anything like it this maynard and, and Bracewell situation two passionate football families um and it was it was fascinating to watch from afar especially the yeah, commentary yeah
0: yeah i, I agree and, and i think um the fact Collingwood's involved, so obviously a big passionate supporter base, um, you know, a chance to to win a premiership, obviously, with Collingwood winning through to a preliminary final. So it's a, a great opportunity for them. You know, Braden, Braden Maynard is such a uh, he's almost like the um he's, he's almost like the heartbeat of that team. Yeah. Obviously Darcy Moore the captain and Scott Penderbury's the legend, but Braden sort of is emblematic of almost the new Collingwood, just about how passionate um he goes about his footy. Uh, and he's really important to them as well. So there's there's so many parts to it all um as to as to why there was so much talk about it. But I think what what it did overshadow was was how poor Melbourne was and how they really threw away a final last week. I think, you know, I, I was I was incredibly frustrated watching it, you know, backing Melbourne, the way that they would butcher, you know, plus 30 inside 50s and not win the game and their forward line issues, which have been a problem um you know largely for the last two years but you just thought that going into a final series they'd be ready to go and and you know the same old problems you know rear their ugly head again from a melbourne perspective to have such dominance from probably halfway through the second quarter and not win um i just wonder whether they can get that fixed in in what's you know eight days because they played that thursday night final going into friday night's final this week against carlton
1: listening to simon goodwin in that me i enjoy Listening to the media conferences after these matches because I think you can learn a lot, and um, I, I agree with you. I'm looking at the market now, so Melbourne are a they're this the they're, they're, they're solid favourites at a dollar sixty eight. Carlton at two twenty, but Melbourne have had the, had the problem a little bit like Carlton had mid-season. Like it's all well and good to win football and probably dominate the clearances, etc. But mm. they looked like they were never going to score. It was hard to watch really. I felt for the Melbourne Fords in a way, but they just looked like they had no chemistry or no, um, they didn't know, yeah. they didn't quite understand how they, how they're going to, to, to work the ball inside 50 to give them the best opportunity to score. Now, I want to ask you this. Is that because of their their formula or is that because the Collingwood defense and the pressure up the ground was too strong?
0: I think it's a combination of things. I think it's largely Melbourne's system and also because of the lack of chemistry with players that have been missing. So, McDonald hadn't played for three months. Bailey Fritch has missed a lot of footy. Petty's out injured. So there's just something you know. Ben Brown hasn't you know factored for most of the year, and they thought that Brody Grundy was going to be the answer. So if you look at what Melbourne thought their forward line was going to be for this September at the start of the season, it's very different to what it is. Um, So I think that's part of it. So it's you know so that's personnel chemistry, but also the way they brought the ball inside fifty, going really wide, particularly was and also not going into the corridor. For me, that's a system where. It's not so much about scoring, it's making sure it stays down your end of the ground. So what I mean by that is if they go wide, it goes out of bounds, they get a stoppage, they keep it in their half. If they go wide and they don't take a mark, if Carlton gets the ball or in the case of last week, Colling gets the ball and they kick it back out, Melbourne will be set up well to put it back in again. So for me, it's so much of it for me with Melbourne is preoccupation with ground position and defense as opposed to actually scoring because when melbourne get behind yep. they show that they can score and can score quite quickly but they're giving up something to get something for me melbourne have to have that mentality earlier in games and if they do i think they're the best team in the competition they how, just don't do it enough how how much is the absence of brayshaw hurting melbourne
1: now going to this match against Carlton? because he seems to be their quarterback in a way that can um, set up their their forward play because he's such a really good user of the 40 inside
0: 50. Yeah, yeah, he is. And he's someone that's played a multiple positions for Melbourne now for a few years. So he can go into the engine room. He can play on a wing. He can play half back. He can play high half forward. And when you look at Carlton's midfield that runs pretty deep, Melbourne's midfield all of a sudden doesn't run as deep when you take out one of their star players. So, I, look, going into the game, Gareth, I think the prices are about right, and I'm definitely leaning towards Melbourne, Mm -hmm. but as I have for most of the year, I've felt Melbourne's the best team, but I'm going on faith more than what I'm actually seeing. Carlton did beat Melbourne, uh, albeit in a a nail-biter only a month ago, and it was a real grind, and based on what I've seen from Melbourne and Carlton last week, it'll be a grind again on Friday night, but I just feel in the end, if it's close, i'm backing melbourne to get the job done over carlton because carlton under pressure late in games make really bad decisions and in a cutthroat semi-final sydney couldn't capitalize on carlton's mistakes late in the game because they weren't good enough i think melbourne will be able to capitalize on carlton's mistakes late in the game if it's close so i'm with melbourne but not with a great deal of confidence it's an interesting
1: match carlton really got nothing to lose now melbourne it nearly a disaster. Do you think that's
0: right? I think they've got everything to well, lose because it's a very final at stake and then yeah. all of a sudden they're close to they're close to a grand final. So I know what you're saying, but I, but I subscribe to the theory it doesn't matter what final you're in, it's everything to lose yeah. and it's the pressure of still being able to go on to next week that will make you very nervous.
1: The ramifications if Goodwin goes yeah. out of a final yeah, that's series true. That's in straight true. sets with the list that he's got um, and Max Gorn, And there'll be consecutive
0: yeah. years of going out in straight Correct. sets. That That is... Yep. That is a definite pressure yeah. that Melbourne have to have to cope with on uh, on Friday. Who's night. the
1: bigger out, Jack Martin or Brayshaw? Because Martin was so good at a crucial at crucial stages there last week. Well, if you
0: look at Carlton's um, improvement in the second half of the year, Jack Martin's yeah. been one of the key reasons why they've been better. So I think it's I wouldn't say it's quite level peaking because they're different players. But what Martin brings to Carlton is not only probably a couple of goals himself, but he sets up two or three as well. So I think it's a massive out for Carlton.
1: Now, Port Adelaide and Greater Western Sydney at Adelaide Oval, if you talk and listen to SEN on The Breakfast Show, Jared Waitley show with David King with The Means Test, and a few of our other experts at SEN, you would swear that Greater Western Sydney should be favourites here. Everyone... Nearly riding off Port Adelaide, despite them being at home. Two thirty, the Giants, $1.62 Port Adelaide, is there value there with the, with the Giants?
0: I think there is. Look, I went um, just as a fan to watch St Kilda and the Giants on Saturday, Gareth, and I thought St Kilda will win, would win that game, and they were two twenty-two 220, twenty-five outsiders. But I was so taken with how well the Giants played, particularly without Steve Cunialio. Um, their midfield, their run from half back, um, getting the ball inside 50 quicker meant that their forward line was considerably more dangerous than what it's been in the past. And their defense holds up with Buckley and obviously Taylor is the linchpins in defense. So they're almost a complete team at the moment. And then when you throw in Briggs and what he's done in the ruck in the second half of the year, that aggressiveness around the contest, there's that, that's, that's why they are a good team. And I would say that they are the most informed team in the entire competition. And now okay. Carlton's won as many, if not more, games than Giants in the last three months, but only marginally. But it's the way the Giants are playing. And the only reason I'm not tipping the Giants to beat Port Adelaide is because Port Adelaide beat the Giants by, what was it, 50 points Correct. about weeks ago. Do, do you think sometimes
1: we do get carried away with the el- elimination team, elimination final team winning, and then the side in the qualifying final losing in the momentum? Yeah, and sometimes... absolutely. We,
0: I think everyone... In AFL football has immediacy bias. You, you you immediately think back to what has just happened um, rather than taking a broader view of things. But it was just the way that the Giants played against St Kilda that I was really taken by. And if they can get through Port Adelaide, I think it's a tough matchup for them because, as I said before, Port beat them quite easily uh, at home, what, five or six weeks ago. But if they were to get through that, Collingwood would find the Giants really hard to beat because of their midfield. So I, I think it's a it's a fascinating game this one Port and the Giants. I really I'm, I'm leaning towards Port because of weight when they last played. Um, but gee, there's not much in it, and the Port will have to play significantly better than what they did last week um, to win. Now I know the game was in Brisbane. Yeah. But the, the thing that worries me about Port is that Butters and Rosie both play extremely well for Port. And they stood in them. Yeah,
1: they they need some help, and they look like they're busted a little bit at the moment as well. The power. What about? How do we make some money? You've Got about a minute left, mate.
0: Yeah, look, I'm I'm just. It's hard to find some, to, you know, to get some money out of this game, of these games. I reckon, as I said before, Melbourne is the one that I'm more keen on than than Port Adelaide as the winning team. So dollar sixty eight. I think you have a small bet on Melbourne, and the other way I'd look at it is take the unders on both games. Yeah. Now I don't usually like doing that, Gareth. Um, the unders, but I reckon the way that the final series has played to this point, and the way the teams are playing, yeah. I think both might go under.
1: All right, then it'll be um, another really interesting weekend of footy. Who wins the flag? Are you with Brisbane or Collingwood, or mm-hmm. do
0: you think maybe the Giants? Or... I think I, look, I've been with Melbourne the whole way through, Gareth, as you know. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm just not sure. Well, based on where we are at the moment, I'd have to go with Brisbane as my selection. Yep.
1: Go the mighty Lions. Surely this is a, it's a Lions year. Um, I, I think that the, the Lions are cherry ripe. They've, they've, they've had heartbreak on numerous occasions in trying to get to this moment. Usually you see to- sides knocking on the door and get knocked down and then they find a, a way to keep on buttering up. Their day usually comes. The universe awards them and hopefully it's the, the Lions year this year.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they, they've just got that significant advantage of yep. the Gabba and they've been unbeaten there this year. And, you know, if it was that they were to play Melbourne or Carlton, well, they they beat Melbourne up there and they almost beat Melbourne at home. So they match up well against the Demons and I don't think Carlton could beat Brisbane. So you'd think they'd get through to a grand final um, and they've beaten Collingwood twice this year, both times really easily. So I'm a bit like you. I, I think it's set up now for Brisbane uh, the way that the first week of finals fell.
1: Love your work, Whitey. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Gareth. There's Adam White there in the NRL. I think he can play the line at both uh, these uh, finals there with bet 365. I think the storm, they'll be like or Bellamy will have them fired up after their woeful performance against the Broncos last week. They'll beat the Roosters, who were lucky even to make the final. So the Lions there, $11.5, 5 ninety one, 91. And the Warriors at home against the Knights. The Knights, with all the emotion after last week, pong is playing great football but you stop pong and you stop the knights johnson comes back in for the warriors i think they can cover the line at five and a half at home it's a big match for the warriors and i think they'll get the job done there at a dollar fifty dollar 91 for that line at five and a half so yep the storm and the warriors should be winning there it's 10 o'clock it's news time that was the Punners club